This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. This autumn, Sky at Night magazine's Masterclass series returns with a new set of online talks all about stargazing. Over three sessions, we'll be joined by expert astronomers who'll talk us through a different aspect of observing, then stay on hand to answer all of your questions. On the 29th of September, learn how to navigate across the stars and constellations. Then, take a tour of the Moon as we get to grips with the lunar landscape on the 27th of October. And finally, check in with the neighbours on the 1st of December and learn how to observe the planets. And if those dates don't work for you, don't worry. They'll all be available on demand after the talk. Tickets cost £15 each, or you can save yourself £9 by getting all three at once. Visit skyatnightmagazine.com and click on the virtual events tab at the top of the page for more details and to book your tickets now. Hello and welcome to Star Diary, the podcast from the makers of BBC Sky at Night magazine. You can subscribe to the print edition of the magazine by visiting skyatnightmagazine.com or to our digital edition by visiting iTunes or Google Play. Greetings listeners and welcome to Star Diary, a weekly guide to the best things to see in the Northern Hemisphere's night sky. In this episode, we'll be covering the coming week from the 24th to the 30th of October. I'm Ezzy Pearson, the magazine's features editor, and unfortunately, once again, our reviews editor, Paul Money, who usually joins us, couldn't be with us this week. Um, but I'm still here to give you your weekly rundown of all the best things that you can see in the night sky. And we're starting off this week on the 24th of October. Unfortunately, it is going to be an early start. Um, seven o'clock in the morning is the planet Mercury is going to be next to the thin waning crescent moon in the east-southeast horizon. So this is a very, very thin crescent moon is going to be next to a magnitude minus one Mercury. For those of you who don't know, magnitudes work backwards. The more negative something is, the brighter it is, the more positive it is the dimmer it is. Um, And in this case, Mercury is going to be minus one. So Mercury will be quite bright, but it's going to be right next to a moon that's only 2% lit. So a really, really thin crescent we're talking about here. And because it's relatively near to the equinox, uh, the 23rd of September was when we had the the autumnal equinox, uh, that means the moon is going to be very well placed in the sky. It's going to be nice and high, giving you a really good view and a nice chance to see it. So this is a great time to look out for something called Earthshine. So Earthshine is when the light from the sun reflects off of Earth and back onto the moon. And you can see a lot of details that you normally couldn't see on the moon because it's in shadow. So keep an eye out for that if you are out at seven o'clock in the morning on the 24th of October, looking up at the thin crescent moon with Mercury next to it. 
You should be able to see this with your naked eyes, but it's also a good target if you are looking with binoculars. You can get both of them into uh, the field of view of, of, of most binoculars, so perhaps a good chance to get a closer look at both of those. So on the 25th of October, we've actually got something a bit unusual in that it will be visible during the day. Paul often laments that you sometimes have to get up early in the morning to see astronomical sites. Um, he much prefers them to be in the evening. But this one, he's actually going to be able to see during the day because it's a partial solar eclipse that's going to be visible from the UK. It will start at about 10 a.m. Uh, British summertime and go all the way on to about 12 o'clock or noon. Exactly what time it starts and what time it finishes does vary quite a lot depending on where you are in the country. So I do advise you looking it up specifically for where you are. You'll also have a better view in different parts of the country than others and, and you'll be able to see more of the disc being covered the further north you are. So if you're up in the Shetland Isles and you get a good glance at this, it will be about 30% of the sun's disc will be covered. So, But if you're down in Cornwall, it'll only be about 8 or 9% that's going to be covered. So it really does depend where you are, how good of a view that you will get. It is very important to say if you are looking at the sun, you do not look at it directly with the naked eye and especially not through optics. You can do your eyes quite a lot of damage. If you've got a pair of eclipse glasses, you might want to try and get those out. Double check that they're, they're still in good condition and there's no holes. Or if you've got solar optical equipment, that will also be a good chance to, to get that out and, and have a look at it. Don't often get the solar equipment out in October, so it'll be a good chance to, to, to get that out. If you don't have any of those, you can still see, in inverted commas, the eclipse uh, using a colander. So if you get a colander and hold it up to the sun so that its shadow falls onto a, a sheet of white card or, you know, a nice clean piece of pavement or something, what you should be able to see is if you look in the shadow, the holes of the colander won't appear perfectly circular. You'll be able to see that little bite of the sun's disc being taken out by the moon in that shadow. If you want to find out other ways that you can see the eclipse, uh, please go over to our website, www.skyatnightmagazine.com, where we have guides on how to do things like building pinhole cameras or guides to how to use solar equipment and what is the best solar equipment out there. Finally, at the end of the month, on the 30th of October, Mars is going to be going into retrograde. What this means is it will appear to reverse its direction in the night sky. So if you look at Mars night after night, most of the time, it'll appear to be going one direction across the night sky. But occasionally, it will appear to move back on itself for a while before going forward the way it was going. This isn't some cataclysmic event that's changing Mars's direction as it's going around the sun. It's actually just the way that we are viewing it. Because Earth moves around the sun faster than Mars, uh, Earth takes one year, Mars takes about 26 months, sometimes Earth comes up from behind and overtakes Mars. And during this, this kind of, as we're passing it and as we're going past, sometimes the lines of sight between Mars and the Earth make it look like it's going backwards the other way. So it, it's just a kind of line of sight effect caused by our different speeds around the sun. 
However, it does make for some interesting uh, photographs or, you know, some interesting observations to make a note of where Mars appears in the night sky. So if you're looking for a little project, perhaps consider turning your attention to Mars and making a note where it is night after night as it moves across the night sky. It should be fairly easily visible in the evening skies throughout all of the month and into November as well. And one final note to our UK listeners. Uh, On the 30th of October at 2am, it's time for the clocks to change as they go backwards one hour. Now, I know we have a lot of listeners over in the US and your clocks are going to change on the 6th of November. So there is going to be a week when time zones are going to be a little bit confusing. So if you are converting between different time zones uh, to work out when something is up in the night sky, please do be careful with your conversions from the 30th of October to the 6th of November. November. All of our times here have been given in British summertime, um, so hopefully that shouldn't cause too much confusion. So again, to summarise, on the 24th of October, we will have a thin crescent moon right next to the planet Mercury. On the 25th, there's going to be a partial solar eclipse, so definitely keep an eye out for that one. That's going to be one for the diaries. And then finally, on the 30th of October, we have Mars going into retrograde and the clock's changing in the morning as well. So please do keep an eye out for all of those. Thank you for joining us and hopefully Paul will be back with us next week. If you want to be sure to keep up to date with all of the best things to see in the night sky, be sure to subscribe to the Star Diary podcast and we will see you then. Goodbye. If you want to find out even more spectacular sights that will be gracing the night sky throughout the month, be sure to pick up a copy of BBC Sky at Night magazine, where we have a 16-page pull-out sky guide with a full overview of everything worth looking up for. Whether you like to look at the moon, the planets, or the deep sky, whether you use binoculars, telescopes, or neither, our sky guide has got you covered with the detailed star charts to help you track your way across the night sky. From all of us here at BBC Sky at Night magazine, goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Star Diary podcast from the makers of BBC Sky at Night magazine. For more of our podcasts, visit our website at skyatnightmagazine.com or head to Acast, iTunes or Spotify. Thank you.